Hey, what's up? It's Avery here. Well, I guess who else would it be? It is my own show. <laughs> you see, my show is on platforms like iTunes and Spotify, and you may wonder, how do I get my show on these platforms? Well, I do it through an app called Anchor. It's free to download, and you can use it on your phone or on your laptop. And it also comes with creation tools that let you edit your show. You can also make that sweet moolah with your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, want to get started? Download the Anchor app on the Google Play Store or Apple's App Store. Or go to anchor.fm. It's that easy. Yo, what is up, what is up, what is up? Welcome back to Avery Sports Show, and it is a pleasure to have on the program the face of Scorgy Productions, Adam Scorgy, the producer of Ice Guardians, a hockey movie on Enforcers, which I love. It's our tip this week here. Adam, your movie is so cool, man. Thanks for on the podcast. I appreciate it, buddy. Oh, my pleasure, man. Thanks for uh, making the premiere yesterday. I guess it's not yesterday, it's been a whirlwind for me, a couple days ago. Two days ago, yeah, no, I enjoyed a lot, you know, your movie, so many people were down there at the Royal Cinema in Toronto to watch the premiere of Ice Guardians, media, friends, ex-players, current players. What did it mean to you to do a movie that, you know, you worked on for eight years and finally see it on a big screen after all, these, all this time going through everything, Adam? What did that mean to you? It, uh, it's very surreal. been getting kind of emotional the last couple days, now that's kind of sunk in, like, you know, you, you were there to witness the audience in attendance and kind of the reaction from the players, which was ultimately we wanted to make sure that we still, we told their story correctly. So to hear them so moved and excited and supportive um, is really a dream come true. And as I kind of said in some other interviews, I said, for me, my team and I, we already feel like we've won the Oscar because we've done the play stories right. Mm-hmm. They feel that we told it right. Um, there's not much more we can accomplish for us. I mean, everything now from here on in is just a bonus to us. No, of course, you mentioned you told players stories because, you know, in fighting and hockey, there's been movies on before, but it's always been on the side of demonizing it. You're really the first guy, one of the first guys to really, you know, show that fighting had a role. Because like, I know you grew up with Scott Parker and Todd Fedorik. You were the first guys that, you know, let these guys tell their own stories, which I thought was very unique and it was so different in the hockey world, Adam. Yeah, I mean, could be. Uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, the director, Brett Harvey, and I, that was the thing that we were, like, looking at what had been done in the past. And what we wanted to make Ice Guardians different is rather than pushing our personal narratives on the role of fighting and the guys that did in hockey was just let them tell their story. I mean, a lot of our questions kind of catered around even asking them, be like, what would you like to see uh, on a film about enforcers and about the role that you played? You know, and I remember a lot of their faces, they were kind of dumbfounded by that. They were like, wow, uh, I've never been asked that before, right? So... Um, and, it, and it showed just as you, as you saw that night, just mm-hmm. how emotional the Q and A was, and and you know I've been getting texts from the guys all, all the last couple of days, just being like, thank you, thank you for telling our story, thank you for doing us right, you know, because it, it's that tough thing where, especially now with the way all sports are kind of going with violence in sports and concussions, that the only thing anybody ever wants to ask these guys is like, does fighting have a place? Did it ever have a place? What do you think about it? And, even now, a few of the, like, the shows have been sending me interview requests saying, hey, we'd love to have 
you know, some of the guys come on and, and do a debate with some of the other guys about fighting and hockey. And I was like, well, I don't know why you guys are reaching out to me. If you guys want to do that, reach out to the guys and ask them. Mm-hmm. I've done enough and got them on your show and told their story. If you want to get those debates, you contact them. Exactly, as they should. You know, you mentioned that one movie. I mentioned earlier you grew up with Scott Parker and, and Todd for Dork, but how tough was it to maybe get, you know, a Brian McGratton to do it, or Wendell Clark, or Dave Schultz, or Brett Hall to take part in it? Was it easy to try and get these guys to take part in the movie at all? Or Once we got Kelly Chase, that made things way easier, right? Because there's a certain level that unless you're a player and you've been in those dressing rooms with guys and you've bled and played together and traveled together, that no matter how good our rapport was, you could never get that tight with them, right? So mm-hmm. once we got, you know, Kelly on board, that's how we got Brett Hall and Bobby Hall and Chris Chelios and Rick Tockett and, and Joey Kosher and all these guys to interview because we said, oh, we know if Kelly's on board, we know that the right question is going to be asked. No, of course, you know, it was interesting because, you know, you talk about your stories, and one thing that was interesting is that, you know, usually if there's a movie in fighting, there's something, there's some parts that are maybe somewhat censored. It was raw, it was pure, and he mentioned, like, a Brian McGratton, he admitted that in this life of being a fighter, he struggled with abuse with drugs and alcohol, and getting these guys to be so candid, it's kind of tough in sometimes sports world to get guys to admit to problems that they might have had in this kind of lifestyle as a hockey player and as an enforcer, Adam, it's rare. Yeah, I mean, we, we were you know, really fortunate to be able to build that rapport and get them to open up and share that story. It was important for McGrath, you know, he wanted to share that story because he was frustrated how every interview that he did try to push that narrative of like, oh, so you got to get drugs and alcohol because of fighting, right? And he was like, no, I'm a drug addict and an alcoholic. So I had a drug problem now. Oh, look, he's now been seven years sober, you know, and he's fought hundreds of times or at least a hundred times the NHL and the AHL since then, and as he says in the movie, he's like, I was a drug addict and alcoholic because I had a problem, not because I was fighting. He's like, and not to say that certain guys, that could be an issue, but you can't put everybody under that brush, which ultimately what Ice Guardians kind of talks about, right, is that you can't say enforcers are this or enforcers are that. No. people. They all have their own stories, and they all go through their own paths. No. Know, and do even even funny since doing the media gamut of this film, I'll interview for certain news places, and even in their questioning to me, I can hear them kind of drive their narrative and like, oh, so these guys really hated doing this, right? And I'm like, oh, well, some of them, but others like Brian McGrath really loved it. Yeah. So did Tony Twist, so did other guys. So, you know, you really, and I think that's a, one of the biggest takeaways that everybody's saying from the film, which is, you know, great for the director and I to hear. It's that people are like, wow, you know, I totally look at these guys and their role completely different. I may not agree with everything. That's fine. We're not, we're not trying to get you to agree. We're just trying to get you to understand them. And what those guys chose that role because that was their ticket to making the NHL. And 99% of, well, actually, in fact, 100% of everyone we interviewed, when we asked, would you do it all over again? They said 100%. That's right, yeah, you see the movie, they all said they would do it all over again. You mentioned you can't put these guys all in the same box because, for example, you have Kevin Westgard who's in there, George Peros. They're Ivy Leaguers, and you guys touched on Stu Grimson. He's a lawyer, yeah. and there's even John Scott, who has a degree in, has a degree from Michigan Tech. I mean, these guys aren't dummies. All these guys are very intelligent, very bright men. Exactly, and, and, and in fact, something that is you know, often lost eyes is how, how intelligent they are to know that they can have to change their role sometimes, right? Like some players, as we've seen in hockey, they're great, like 
highly touted draft picks and stuff like that, and they've been dominating all through the minors. And then when it comes to making the NHL, they have to be a more team player. They have to change the way that they yes. played for years, and a lot of them can't do it, and they don't stay in the NHL. Right? So it's actually quite compelling to see that a lot of these guys, because as Wendell Clark brought up in the Q and A, he said, "Listen, when we were growing up, Joey Kosher was one of the best kids in the province. Right? He was mm. a top, top goal scorer. But when it came to the NHL level, he wasn't that elite of the elite. So he had to change his game. No. So, and that is like there's a there's a ton of guys. That's something that's often lost in what." You know, what we try to get in the film is that these guys brought so much more than just fighting to their team. You know, and that's why we interviewed a lot of the superstars in the film, which, you know, say that. It's like, man, these guys meant so much more to me than just fighting. You know, and as you hear in the film, Brett Hall said himself that he's like, I would not have been, you know, the third all-time leading scorer if it wasn't for guys like Kelly Chase and Tony Twist. I can tell you that right now. Exactly, it's so true. Look at you guys, you interviewed Dave Semenko, and a great example, Dave Semenko with Wayne Gretzky. No one touched Wayne because you don't want to deal with Semenko or even Ken McClellan or Messier, so on and so forth. Yeah, intimidation is still a big thing in hockey. And in the movie, you see that. Like you mentioned, you see Brett Hull say he needed these guys to be the player he was. No, well, intimidation, well, that goes into, a, a, you know, as we bring up in the film, too, with Howard Bloom, who's a human behavior specialist. Like, it, 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 over the thousands of years humans have been around, we haven't evolved away from intimidation yet, so I don't think it's going anytime soon. And, I mean, it's something that you're seeing, I, I confess to being a diehard Oilers fan, and, you know, out of all these phenomenal first-round draft picks that the Oilers have got, the mm -hmm. only one that made it on the season was Neil Yakupov. And the other one never made it through a full first, first season, rookie season, because of injuries. True. Now, you know, kind of as the film states, is that isn't all because of fighting or lack of fighting, but you can also say that these guys are getting targeted way more than they were in the past because now there is less fear of fighting, and you can hurt guys really bad because of the speed of the game and the equipment they're wearing with clean hits. It doesn't have to be a dirty hit. That's the big thing. It's people are like, well, they should be suspended. I'm like, but what if you hurt a guy with a clean hit? You're not charging. You're just putting your shoulder in his chest, and you can cuss him. Exactly. Right? Knock him out for a season. That, and that's totally legal. And now there's nothing you can do. It is. I don't spoil the movie too much, but Dave Schultz mentioned in that film how briefly how the way the equipment's changing is that the equipment's like rocks. You hit a guy with a shoulder pad now, it'll knock you out. You didn't have that 35, 40 years ago in the yep. game. You didn't have that. So the interesting. No, exactly. Yeah. And you, you know, and again, we're giving more spoilers, but also at. Uh, <laughs> You know, Kelly Chase is one of my favorite lines in the in the film when he says, listen, you can tell me to your blue in the face that finding guys and spending them is going to work. He's like, well, I already knew what the fine was for running Steve Eisenman in Detroit. Bob Probert, Joe Kosher. And I didn't do it, ever. No, no, I didn't. The game was really different. And before, yeah, but before I let you go, I do want to ask you, people really need to go see this movie. It's a great film. Will there ever be a part two or maybe a part three? Do you, do you see this being maybe a series of movies <laughs> on, on Nice Guardian? Because I think you should do it, man. I think you really should. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I don't know. At this, <laughs> at this point, I'm just so happy to be done. And, you know, this is an eight-year battle of... Uh, Constantly people saying don't do this and it can't be done and nobody's gonna want to watch it You know, that's again part of like you know, a surreal experience last night seeing hockey royalty in that room You know Brendan Shanahan showing up mm -hmm. after party Wendell Clark current guys retired guys And just the buzz from the hockey community. I'm getting texts and tweets from all these guys all over the league just saying thank you you know, Derek Dorsett, Braden Shen, Brian and TJ Oshie, like, it is 
amazing to see the response of the hockey community and, and the way the film is being received. I just, uh, you know, you dream about it, you hope something like this could happen, but you never... I mean, last night, just, or on Monday, it was just so emotional for me mm-hmm. just to see, and again, as I kind of said earlier in the podcast, just seeing that the guys loved it and, like, thank you for doing us right, finally. I think Todd Zdorak, I don't know if you're there for the Q&A, but when he said, was, you know, yeah. over the past 10 years, you've seen the media and the way that they've told our story. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't need you to tell me my story. I'll tell you my story. Don't you put your narrative or spin on it because you're writing the article. I'll tell you my story. And he's like, and that's what Ice Guardians did tonight. Allow me to tell you my story instead of you writing the narrative of my story that you want to drive. Exactly. That story was told so well. You guys did a great job doing that. And Adam, it's been a blast having you on the podcast. We'll meet you again sometime and your premieres are coming out. When's the next premiere happening? When's the next red carpet for the movie in uh, North America? <laughs> yeah, so, so the next one is tomorrow. Okay. Edmonton, uh, Kelly Chase is flying out. Dave Spanko will be here. And then Jason Strudwig. My old boss. Um, yeah, we got tomorrow, <laughs> then we got Cologne on the tw- 29th. Yeah, <laughs> no rest for the wicked. Yeah, and then uh, Cologne on the 29th, and then, um, yeah, and then uh, then we're going to the U.S. and working on those. So it's going to be a busy next couple months here, and that's the one thing is now everybody's uh, requesting. We had a few film festival requests. St. Louis, we just got accepted to the St. Louis International Film Festival, but Kelly Chase and the St. Louis Blues alumni, he's like, well, I don't want to go through the festival. I'd rather us organize it. We raise money for our alumni. Mm-hmm. And pretty hard to argue with Jason. <laughs> well, I guess we'll do it through your alumni. <laughs> yeah, probably good for you not to argue with him too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, Adam, it's been a blast having you on, yeah. sir. Well, Chase has been great. Of course. Oh, no, my pleasure, man. And sorry, uh, we missed Gates the other day. I was just bombarded there in Toronto. It's been kind of new for me. I've you know, experienced... Uh, media and releasing its own mm-hmm. before, but not quite to this level. So it's um, it's been an honor, and, and truly, I, I say that not lightly. It, it has truly been a sincere honor for me and my team to be able to tell these guys stories directly and have something that they, the players, are so proud of. Um, there's no greater reward for me and my team. It makes the eight years of grinding and, and you know almost bankrupting myself all worth it that uh, this story has done their story right and that they're proud of. No, it has, Adam. It's a great movie. It's a very important movie in my mind in hockey, and not just, and not just hockey, but in sports in general. Adam, it's been a blast having you on, dude. Thank you so much for coming to the Avery Sports Show. I appreciate it so much, bud. No problem, man. Anytime. Of course. Thanks, Adam. Talk to you soon.